Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in your world. Um, um, I'm in a very reflective mood um, this morning. Reflective because I just think about... I have spent a, a number of days, you know, I mean, well, the last few hours reading some of my theology books, meditating on scripture, also going through the, you know, catching up with the news and things like that. I recall over the weekend I read the story, you know, I've tried not to follow the whole Turkey, Syria earthquake thing because it's so heartrending. I have, I, you know, I have, I've tried not to follow it. Typically when things happen around the world, I really follow it, but this one, I haven't followed because it's so heartrending. But even without following it you can't miss the news you can't miss the fact that the death toll is 41,000 people you can't miss the fact that many people are still missing you know people there's you know the reports about the people pulled out after 100 hours some 128 hours even though I don't click on the messages you know there was a story I read of a couple that were pulled out of the rubble with their child and then the child ended up dying in hospital, didn't make it. And they had lost, I think, two other children in the rubble already. So heartbreak on so many levels. Some were lost in the earthquake. Some died probably on impact after, shortly after impact. One seemed to have made it to hospital but didn't survive. But the couple, the man and his wife, survived it. So there's just so many things about this world that you just do not understand. 41,000 lives. How many families, thousands of families will never be the same again? Even in war, when 41,000 people, I mean, it takes, I mean, it must be a massive destruction before 41,000 people. So one incident took out 41,000 lives. And that's every day the death toll keeps rising so th- that's that is what has been accounted for as of now it do- it's not it's not anywhere near the entire um, the sheer scale of it and um, there was someone who there was a story of you know the Ghanaian footballer who was found yeah and a lot of testimonies about the kind of life he lived how much of a Christian he was, the good things that he'd done. There's just so many questions. You ask yourself why? So many questions. And in Nigeria too, right now, you know, you now see suffering that is man-made. And I think for me that is what I find very complex, where you see countries suffering from really, like, devastating natural disasters. And then you then see our own. We also have, you know, you're like so the 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 earth and the world is just a crazy place it's a really crazy place it's a really crazy place you know and um, it's a very crazy place and um, I don't know I'm, I'm, I'm actually lost for words I think it's, 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 it's only the Bible that just helps me 
and God that helps me understand things. But I think what where I'm actually going or what is what I'm trying to bring out of my heart is I am stunned at how people can go through life. Many of us untouched by the huge scale of human suffering around us. That really surprises me. And I know that I'm included in that because clearly I'm not I'm still living my life and not going out and getting involved in making people's lives better as I probably I should. But I just wonder at how. And I think it's because some of us feel helpless. We feel where do we start from? What can we do? Everybody finds their way. Some people will say, okay, let's pray. Other people feel, let me be doing some, no, let me be doing some charitable works in my own little way. But some people go fully into it. Some people get involved in politics, some in civil society. Some people, you know, just really go out and help people. They're just humanitarian people. They're actively every their life is about helping people. I really I admire those people because I think that that's what really needs to be done. Um, I admire the people that fund as well because if they don't fund, then the people who even want to do stuff are not able to do what they want to do. I like the people who actually roll up their sleeves and get involved in either providing the finances or actively being on the ground. The people who are actively on the ground actually, I think, are the real heroes in all of these situations because somebody has to, even to, even now in a situation like in Turkey, somebody has to comb through the rubble. Somebody has to bring out both those who are alive and the people who did not make it and hand them over to their, you know, to their families. People have to do that. We thank God for those courageous men and women who don't shy away from doing those things. I thank God that there, in every society we find people who are willing to do that because some of us really can't. I mean, I, I, I can't even do that. But I just... And when we see regular people showing compassion for the um, condition of people around us. I marvel at how we as Christians can be so detached in our own world. I marvel at it. We're having a situation in Nigeria right now where there's a lot of human suffering because of a policy that the government came up with. And I am perplexed at how much people are, a section of our society is completely caught up by the, I don't know, first of all, it doesn't impact them that much, but they are, they are so caught up with the, oh, this is going to stop um, politicians from buying votes and um, influencing, negatively influencing the electoral process. That they are completely that has I don't know it it's almost made them blind and on how would I, and almost unfeeling about the impact it has had on the most vulnerable people in the society and I find that I just I think there's something wrong with that the end justifies the means ethics and I think when 
we have that kind of approach to things. I, I don't think it's godly. I don't think the end justifies the means at all. I don't think. I don't think in in achieving good you have to do evil. You know, I I, I don't believe that. And if at the end of the day, all what we are trying to achieve is is um, how would I say progress that is just in this life. I just have a problem with it, I, and I know I'm not making sense, but some of the Nigerians, if you're a Nigerian and you're listening, you, you may understand why I'm sounding so confused. But I just feel that this, this, I just feel that the world is messed up. And I feel that we should be more concerned, I should be more concerned with the plight of people around us and not just be only concerned about what concerns me and my family and the people that I care about. I should be worried about human suffering, either whether it's from an earthquake in Turkey or in Syria or suffering around me in my neighborhood, my communities, poor people around me, people unable to eat, to feed. I should be concerned about that. So, I, you know, and as I'm just making as I'm thinking about this, I'm just realizing that there's something I should have done that I haven't done, which I'm going to do immediately now. And, um, you know, I, I just, I pray that I, 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 the Lord has given me a strong sense of empathy for, for people in that I feel, I feel the pain of people. I really feel, I think I feel things more than other people feel it. And sometimes it really hurts. I feel other people's pain. And you know, you know, as in I really feel it. I feel other people's pain. In fact, a lot of I, I could, the reason why I'm not following the Turkey situation is because I will feel the pain. Reading the stories, I will feel it. You know, I will feel it. I, I don't know. It's a problem. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a problem that I have actually. It's a problem, which is why I find it very difficult to. You know, there's a, I, I can't show, I can't, it's difficult for me to be wicked to people to the point whereby the effect of the wickedness is showing on them, you know, because once I see it, like I can be nasty, maybe I could do something that is really bad, so long as I can't see the effect. If I see it, like the person, like I'm, even if my own children, I am, I am, um, or whoever, I am rebuking you or whatever, and I see that it's really affecting you, I'll stop. I'll stop, you know, I, I, it's just, I'm, it's unable, it's only, I'll stop, if it looks like you're not bothered, yes, then probably I'll, I'll continue, but I can't see it hurting you, but I see, you know, I see that you are crumbling under the weight of my words, or you are, it's affecting you deeply, and then I'll continue, in fact, I'll probably apologize, I'm so sorry, like, this is what I meant, I didn't mean it that way, I'll, you know, I'll be, I'll be so effusive in my because I don't know the world is just ah, there's just so much suffering I don't know there's, I don't I have nothing else to say honestly today I'm really incorrect there's a lot of suffering in the world and it's needless I think that's what just pains me a lot of the suffering is not it doesn't need to be that way even in the Turkey situation I, well I don't want to talk about some of the things that I have read but a lot of the suffering if we were more mindful as leaders as people of the impact of what we do and what we say 
or what we ignore and the impact of of, of, of our nonchalance or being present or not being present and if we cared enough I think a lot of the pain and the suffering that happens in the world may not will not be here although we know that the world is already flawed Satan is the god of this world so there will be evil this is not heaven and maybe that's the message of the world that we're in you know because i still thinking of the Turkey situation i remember what jesus said that there'll be wars there'll be rumors of wars there'll be earthquakes and this at the beginning of sorrows so i think all these things actually just remind us that this is not heaven we're not in heaven we're not in heaven and the lord has not marked any place as goshen on the earth there is no goshen on the earth so there is no place really in fact goshen is our lives my goshen is my own is, is the holy spirit in me there, but there's no geographical location on earth that is a place where if you go there you're going to be insulated from the pain and the suffering in the world there's no place like that but what god asks us to be is for us to be lights in the midst of darkness we have to be people who help to make suffering better i i, I think that's and I think if we're doing that, we're we are doing a very strong part of what God wants us to be. So, there's the preaching of the gospel, which is about people's spiritual life. There is care for the soul, which is about counseling, guidance, being present, renewing by the word of God. And then there's physical ministration, which is helping people through difficult, difficult moments. Either helping pick up the rubble of their lives, like what's happening in Turkey, or... You know, providing human humanitarian assistance financially, you know, with physical donations, with things, or just being present. I think our role as Christians is to make the world better. I don't like, I'm not comfortable with the situation whereby we accept some level of suffering. Because, and, and when I mean suffering, I mean, I mean, um, yeah, I'm not comfortable. Well, we are, yeah, I, I mean, like, what's, yeah, like human suffering. I don't know how to explain it now. So suffering that is not that is outside of the word of God. I don't. I'm not comfortable with this, with a situation where we accept the sufferings that are not of the Lord, because there's the sufferings of Christ, which is different. But those sufferings that are not. That we can do something about that are not that are not in fact they are sufferings that are designed to steal to kill and to destroy yes exactly because there's the sufferings of christ okay that's it that's a good distinction that the holy spirit has just dropped in my heart because i think what we have done most of the time in christianity and in the way we teach the doctrine is we regard all sufferings as the same Whereas there's the suffering that comes with Christ. The Bible talks about that. There's actually, if you Google sufferings for Christ, to show a lot of scriptures that talk about the sufferings of Christ. So the sufferings that come with being a Christian is different, which is temptations and trials that are brought about because we believe in Christ and we're living for Christ. It's a different thing. And that is actually something that the Bible teaches and tells us not to shy away from, but we should pass through it, endure it, because we are following and walking in the footsteps of Jesus, perhaps that's something we should muse on another day. But then there's the other suffering that comes from when the devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. 
and that suffering is coming to destroy everything that God has planted in one's life. It's not coming, unlike the sufferings of Christ that has eternal reward, eternal reward this other suffering is, is wanting to turn things the other way. It's about destruction and to destroy everything that the Lord has planted or to keep that person from ever finding God. And if the person has found God, to drag the person into a place where God is no longer a factor in that person's life or in the way the the person views life and the world. So I think we should be playing a part in both showing how to live by faith in the sufferings of Christ as well as helping to mitigate the impact of that other demonic suffering. That is the one we're supposed to resist and fight. The other one, we're supposed to embrace and endure it. And that's an important distinction. So maybe I need to muse on this another time, actually. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for, for dropping that. So I think my musing today is more about that this destructive suffering. The suffering that comes to attack and ravage the souls of men and make us take people to a place whereby they they doubt the existence of God. Because that's what some of these things do. Some people are able to find faith actually in the midst of that kind of suffering. But I believe that is you know that is that will depend on a whole set of things. Who is speaking into their life at that time? What kind of relationship they had with God before then what they see what that ex- the impact that that experience has upon them anyways um i as you can see this is not exactly one of my most co- coherent <laughs> musings but what i do like every day is 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 a ref- it's just sharing with you my thoughts on on life and the world and trying to make sense of a lot of things and then asking myself as a christian who should i be i, I think the only way is to just make sure that every day, every week, every month, at every time, one is doing good to other people and helping to make life better for someone. That's the only way. And and it has to be an intentional act because while we are still working on our relationship with God and improving ourselves and making sure that we're kind, we're loving, we love God, we serve Him, so... There is the relationship with God, which is upward. And then there's the relationship with the brethren, which is vertical. And then people who are not even part of the, the, the family of Christ. Our society, people around us, our communities, people far away from us. We are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. I am the salt of the earth and the light of the world. I will just leave it at that. There's a lot of suffering out there. I think we as Christians should not be comfortable with it. We should not be comfortable, Christian, with suffering. And um, I think for me, one of my big reflections, which is why now these days, I look at people who are not believers and I realize that God probably looks at them differently. Many of us think that people that are not Christians, you know, they are going to hell, they are this, they are bad people. But for me, when, if I, the more I read about the Bible, I realized that God, those people who are, for instance, going into the rubble and saving people's lives, even if they don't believe in Jesus, I believe that God, there will be, so, I, I believe that there's a way God weighs these things. 
because honestly i see these days it's like i see more compassion from people who are not christians than people who are christians i am shocked at how ruthless and unfeeling a lot of us christians are and can be so cut off closed up in our own world so long as it doesn't touch us we don't really care I, i don't get it whereas if Jesus did not die for us when we were sinners. How will I become born again? If Jesus did not love me in my sin, how is it that we find it so difficult to love people that do not believe what we believe? We're so detached. Until it touches us, that's when we feel the pain. Until it touches our society, our communities, the people that we care about. So even though I find it very burdensome and painful that... God has given me this um, spirit of empathy. And by the way, in psychology, I hear that there's a word called people who are called empaths. I, was, I wanted to study, but I have not gone to research on it. But apparently, even in natural sciences, in, in psychology, it's known that there's some people who feel other people's pain. I'm, I'm going to research that and see if I can find some correlation with that in scripture. So even though I find it very painful, and I don't think I'm as compassionate as other people, because I think I feel the pain and I tend, I act on it, but I don't think I act on it as much as I should. But I see people who actually are moved by that compassion. That's where I need to go to. I am not 100% there. I think most of the time when I'm moved with compassion, I pray, I act behind the scenes, but I don't get into the thick of things. I admire those people who are able to be moved with so much compassion, they get into the thick of things. And they help solve the problems. I, I, I'm not that person. I don't know if... I think I should be more of that kind of person. So it's an ongoing journey for me. But I, I, I won't want God to remove this empathy or spirit of compassion from me. Because I think it makes me human. It makes me human. And the Bible says that Jesus was touched with the feelings of our infirmities. So Jesus himself cared about the sicknesses of other people. He felt it in the same way as though it was happening to him. So I think I have the spirit of Christ in that. I, w- I, w- I won't want it taken away. And I think as a Christian, if you are not physically touched, you don't feel the pain and suffering of other people as though it's happening to you, then there is something... And there's something it, I think that's a red flag of sorts for me it's a red flag when I see people I notice and I observe that you know you're in the thick of something and what you see out of suffering is opportunity wow and I'm not talking of opportunity for Christ opportunity for other things yeah then that 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 I am likely to step back from from that so I, I I will leave it here because I know that the Lord has spoken to me something that I need to do and I'm going to do it um, and I will listen to this music again after this because I know that this is God shining a light in my heart and showing me what I need to do to be a better person for him and to his glory and play my own part play my own part in being one of the, the salt of the earth and the light of the world Thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.